With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Let's put a line through the biggest stories of the week with the Mowers Week in Review. Uh, all right, Scope, uh, let's talk rep footy first. Uh, there's been calls for more international footy off the back of the Kiwis winning the inaugural Pacific Championship. I've probably got, I've got mixed feelings on it. I mean, as an Australian, but there was a bit of a come down. But to be honest, I'd only watched bits and pieces of the series as a whole. The crowd that they got to that Pacific Championship final, I think, was a bit of a blight on international football, considering how bumper the New Zealand crowds had been for, for the Warriors games. I'm not sure if that's a direct reflection of the importance of this Pacific Championship to the fans, but do you think it needs to be more or maybe just better planned international football? Better planned. I I think it's the timing of the season. I think everyone's all rugby leagued out. Like, it's yeah. a long season, not only... Uh, for the fans, but for the players as well, like specifically the Australian players that have to go through state of origin. And uh, uh, I remember playing with, you know, n- a number of teammates that would really dip a couple of weeks after after origin and because you, like you an leave. emotional come down. Yeah, an emotion, yeah. a really emotional come down because it's such a, it's the pinnacle, still the pinnacle of the, the game. And, and, you know, players won't come out and say it publicly, but. I'd gather majority, I'd say close to 90% of the players that play Origin would prefer playing Origin over their country. Australia. And that's mm. just the nature of the beast of Origin. And that's not, again, it's it sounds disrespectful to international footy and, and the Kiwis in England, but, like, there's a reason that Origin makes so much money and the crowds, are, they get 80,000, 90,000 to a dead rubber. It's easily the best rivalry that we've got in the game which adds to it it's got probably the strongest consistent history of a rivalry um that dates back to you know queenslander queensland has been considered the the little brother so with international footy i think i really think you've got to uh focus more on world cups i i would suggest having a break where you actually look forward to it specifically for the players. Yeah. So you do every other year, World Cup year, just say in 2022, you would have had the year off in 2023. Then you play a four nations in 2024 yep. and then have a break in 2025 World Cup year and just keep circulating like that where the boys at the end of the season, again, referring to the Australian players specifically who play Origin, get to have off seasons with their teammates that they go week in, week out with. Mm. Uh, and then the, I really think the way you build the game is the middle part of the season, have a four to five week break. I know they won't do five, but four is probably more realistic. Have a week off, play Origin back to back to back. During that period, play Tonga versus Samoa, play Fiji yep. versus Papua New Guinea, play New Zealand versus England because they're tier one nations that aren't can't get involved yeah. in in playing Origin. Origin. So yep. it makes sense to build the international game during that period. I think that makes the most sense. And therefore, uh, you don't have player and fan burnout at the end of the year. Because I just 
I don't think it's a, a, a disrespect towards the jerseys that they're wearing. It's just the boys are just so tired by the end yeah. of the seasons. And it's not like years past, like in in the you know early years, just say, for instance, me and Willie were talking about on levels where um, the game was professional when, when Willie was playing, but the amount of detail that goes into these pre-seasons, the rest and mm. recovery that they have now, it's just at a whole different level. They're getting fitter. They're getting stronger. Their uh, application towards nutrition and, and recovery – they're just bigger, stronger athletes now, and it's just taken its toll on them. So I, I really think y- y- the competition could really do with a, a break through the middle part of the season. Because when you when you look at those games through the middle part of the season, two missile and and the Bulldogs are playing Penrith, and they're favourites in the middle part of the season because the Penrith Panthers have ten players mm. that are out and play in Origin. Like yep. no one gets excited for that. Like, yeah. Not even a Bulldogs fan gets excited no. that because no. why? Why missile? What if they lose against the Penrith team that's got ten players out? So yeah. you you know some of the the lower teams, it's it's probably even more stressful going against the top tier team that's got all these players out because it, it looks even worse on the on the resume if they do indeed lose that game. So if you go to that model, one thing that we don't have in rugby league much is the same team playing each other consecutively. Like you have it in cricket in like Test matches, you have it in the British and Irish Lions when they two are like. So you can build through the series and the storylines of this player going up against this player or this guy didn't have a great game. You can just keep building it. I think that's the way forward. But I think, did we not have the, We had this conversation a couple of months ago and unfortunately I think we're at the uh, we're at the mercy of the TV deals. For sure. Yeah. That would be the big part of it, yeah. yeah. Uh, you're right. And, and this is one part that we're missing that, you know, with what I was talking about before, I love my American sports. We don't have proper rivalries in our sport apart from Origin and probably Souths versus Roosters. Yeah. That's the yeah. the only probably legitimate uh, rivalries that we got in the game. And when you look at specifically, I think, a Tonga versus Samoa series yep. during a, a state of origin would be electric. Uh, yeah. Even in this country, you wouldn't even yep. have to go play in the islands, obviously. Um, there's such a strong uh, contingency of Islanders, Pacific Islanders out in the Western Sydney where I grew up, a lot of Tongan, Samoan descent out there uh, in Brisbane, New Zealand as well. So I just really think uh, in particular with those two Pacific Islander nations and then the emergence of Papua New Guinea and and Fiji, who had a pretty uh, entertaining series as well, but I doubt a lot of people would have watched it. Yeah. Uh, All right, back to the NRL level now. Dragons are going to miss the magic round. Uh, is this is this a big disadvantage, Scope, or is it just the fans that suffer there, really? Um, yeah, the fans suffer, but I don't mind it. It's, I, I would have gone for m- my proposal for this when the two when uh, Dolphins come in and the Knights missed out last year. I was like, well, Knights didn't deserve that because they were further up in the ladder. I would have picked the bottom two teams. So it would have been, yeah. for me, the Tigers or the Dragons. Yeah. One or the other, uh, I'm not a fan of either team, so I've got no bias towards them. It didn't really matter either way, but um, I want to see the best possible games. And for yeah. me, the teams that are down the bottom of the ladder, they're not going to put together the quality game that I'd like to see on a Magic round. So um, unfortunately, it's the Dragons in this case. I, I could have seen a world in which the Tigers weren't playing with the back-to-back spoons, that yeah. probably makes the most sense to me. I so, thought so. Um, you know, if you're a Dragons fan, you're probably a little bit nicked off with that. But the Dragons, are, I don't think a lot of people, other fans are going to lose sleep that the Dragons <laughs> aren't part of Magic Round. Uh, signing news. Uh, the Roosters, we'll start with them. Uh, they've extended Connor Watson and Billy Smith. Watson, two years. Billy Smith, one year. Uh, they've also announced Michael Jennings on a train and trial, which is 
bit of a random one, but uh, Gibbo, there was a rugby young rugby star that they've also been linked with. Yeah, so in the Herald yesterday, they're reporting that Mark Nawananitawasi is going to have a meeting with Nick Politis and Trent Robinson some stage during this week. He's been playing for the Wallabies. I think he debuted two years ago, been a star for the Waratahs, and to be honest, in a pretty poor couple of years for the Wallabies, he's been one of the bright lights. So it's interesting because this is not for next year. It'll be for 2025. So how the Roosters' back line looks, I'm not too sure. But Billy Smith, one year. Connor Watson, two years. H- how do you think the Roosters are going to line up next year? And is Billy Smith in that first starting five? Yeah. Yeah, he is. The back five he is. is yeah, yeah I, I think he deserves a shot. I was surprised with the one year but yeah, originally. But then when you really look at it, at all the injuries that he's had over the, the years, it makes sense. He had a really good season, and that was because he was – Fit. He's been fit now for, it feels like, about 18 months, which is good for Billy. I'm happy for Billy. Again, it's probably another prove-it deal before they go, all right, we can give you a multi-year deal. Mm. Uh, Connor Watson, same thing. He's been pretty banged up the last couple of years for the Roosters. So um, two really good clubmen, uh, good signings. Typical, just a typical Roosters signature with Michael Jennings on a train and trial. He'll go there. Um, he's obviously gone through his own dramas uh, and, and been suspended for a, a period of time he's what so I'm 37 so he'd be 34 35 he was about three years younger than me he'd be capable of stringing a couple of good games together yeah, for the Roosters just enough to get them through origin whether, whether or, it's an origin yeah. period or a, um, a couple of injuries because he's one of the silkiest players that I've ever played Jenko's up yeah. there I don't think he gets the uh, the raps league wide with fans about how good he was um, because you know he's obviously in a, a star stack uh, he was in a stacked Roosters team when they won the comp against us, and then obviously went to Parramatta. But um, yeah, he'll be he'll be so good. He'll be he'll be, he'll be a good feeling for him. He's not required again like the Roosters. Not required to be played multiple games. Mm. A bit like Dylan Napper last year, played three or four games for him after yep. serving him so well in the past. So I can see Jennings doing something similar. Uh, all right, Bulldogs news. Uh, the Bulldogs club captain Raymond Fatala Mariner has been told to stay away from training. Yeah, super disappointing. Truth, truth to that, do you think, Scott? I've got no idea, mate. I mm. haven't had a chat to Willie about this one personally. Um, so I'm not too sure. I just think it's disappointing because I remember, you know, a couple of years ago before he had those uh, injuries that put him out for a couple of years, they looked at him as a, a real leader of the club. And mm. for whatever reason, you know, whether it's injury related and he just sort of hasn't uh, been able to recover in, in the way that, that uh, they envisioned, but there's, there's probably more to it. For sure. Well, he became the face of the players questioning the coach's uh, training style and, and working them too hard. He, For whatever reason, he became the face of that. Yep. Um, and he was being shopped around. So the chances that he stays at the club now, you'd have to think. Slim. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no way he stays. And if he does, he's obviously just like – it's a brutal business, rugby league. And I've, you know, I can see both sides of it being on the outside now but also being a player. And, and I'd seen – multiple times where just like a player wasn't even not as even as harsh as this just wasn't playing up to contract uh expectations and it can be a really it can be oh i'll give you an example when i was back into my career i was playing over at wakefield and they just wanted to get rid of me you know i was on pretty mm. good coin back into my season played a, f- a few first grade games so i was on good coin for wakefield trinity anyway yeah. coach just wanted to get rid of me so he trained me in the third team over there in the Super League in a team that wasn't even playing finals. And it was just, you go and train with them. So I'm training with like 18, 19-year-old kids in, in the north of England um, just because they wanted to force me out. 
Yeah. Force, and, and then you just bite down on the mouth guard and uh, – and, and you just, I, I sort of took it a different way. I made a bit of fun out of the situation. I'd be yeah. yahooing. Whenever we played the first team, I'd always be trying to, like, try my absolute best. And, <laughs> and because all I, got, I got along with all the boys and yeah. you know, we were really close mates, they would actually just say they put on a play and I'd get in the way and, like, slap it down and then, like, yahoo and all this sort of stuff. And the coaches were hating it. <laughs> but all the boys would start laughing. But it, it'd be way more serious over here because it's yeah. – Way more professional. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's not going to be a good place for him if he ends up staying. That's for uh, sure. Just staying with the Bulldogs, have announced four new signings. Drew Hutchison, Kurt Mann, Jake Turpin, and Poasa Farmasili. Farm- uh, no Takiyaho yet. Mm. Yet. I heard rumblings about that for a long time. I'm surprised that's not done yet. Uh, I think a sneaky good signing for them is going to be Drew Hutchinson. Yeah. You know, he's he's the sort of guy I think – you know, they're really looking for a partner for Matty Burton. Uh, you know, just someone to – and I, th- I th- they looked at that Koal Oluwapu kid yep. um, and, and he looks like he needs more development. He's ne- indeed actually got a, got an and injury problem, now that's yeah. going to put him out for the rest of the season. Uh, Toby Sexton looks like an option as well. And, yep. and then obviously you bring in Drew Hutchinson. And it's not – as a fan base, it's probably not – they're not signings that are going to blow you away. But it, they remind me a little bit of the – of the Warriors of last year when yep. they when they went and signed a few, uh, you know, couple of journeymen or, or guys that had played 100 to 150 first grade games. They just know what it's like week in, week out in the NRL. So um, I think Drew Hutchinson, Hutchinson can be a good signing for him. Kurt Mann, he, uh, he adds that versatility role off the bench for him and that ball playing middle that they – they just haven't had it, the Bulldogs. Yeah. They've been trying to manufacture – I think that they're trying to tweak that Harrison Edwards into that player. Right. They've also got um, Jamin Salmon. Yeah, um, Josh Curran. Josh Curran. So I think they're really looking for a ball-playing middle at the yeah. Bulldogs, and, and I think they're going to tweak a few little different options. I like it. Uh, the Storm have re-signed Tepai Maroa, Grant Anderson, and Dean Aramaya. Uh, Luke Brooks obviously popped up in the Manly jersey for the first time this week, and Nathan Brown has joined Manly on a training trial. Love the look of Brooks. Like we said before, we had a yep. chat to Tom uh, from Hello Sports before – uh, he's the, the boy, uh, they, boy in the team at, at Manly Seagulls for years now and the unofficial amb- ambassadors of the Manly Seagulls. He just looks so much more relaxed. I think a lot of people are going to be surprised with Luke Brooks next year. He'll play, so. he'll play uh, second fiddle to Daly uh, in the sixth jersey. Won't have that pressure on him. He's a really good ball runner, and I think sometimes he loses that when he gets told to Put push the team around uh, around the field. So I think well, he'll get back to his running best. He'll most likely be on an edge with Josh Schuster, who can play with the footy a little bit as well. And and what happens with Shuey and and his off season? So I can see uh, Luke Brooks having a, a career best year.